You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that am. So I do apologize for not getting a podcast to you yesterday. I had recorded, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, and uh, it decided to freeze on me, which I thought I had that fixed. That was an issue that kept cropping up. I had a couple things, and it just... It's a really weird thing, too, because you would think it's almost, you know, usually when things lock up, your computer's just overwhelmed. There's no memory issue. In fact, I'm on Chrome, which is a memory hog, and I'm just zipping through there. I got a bunch of applications that are just, they're fine. But this tiny little thing over here, and then, you know, you do the old Control-Alt-Delete thing, that froze. (laughs) So I had to shut the computer all the way off, which I've done a thousand times, and sometimes... You lose like two minutes, and sometimes you lose like 35 minutes, and that's what I lost. So there was about nine minutes recorded. So anyways, again, I want to apologize for that whole situation. Lot, lot, lot going on. What I think I'm going to do, I I, I was going to just re-record the whole thing, but I don't think I'm going to. I'm just going to give you yesterday's nine minutes, and we'll pick it up from there. I don't think I, if I have anything to add, I'll add it. That's just what it is. So here's two days ago me. First of all, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. I, um, based on Twitter, I have a feeling that things may be, well, it, it could go either way. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with the statistics of the show. Because if you go on Twitter, everybody's saying, I don't care about the stupid Packers and all the stupid drama. This is about the Bucks. Even today, I don't want to hear about it. I'm not interested. I'm celebrating the Bucks. On the other hand, now that that's done, come on over. <laughs> water's fine. Actually, it's it's choppy and treacherous, and there's sharks and piranha and these little bacteria that, like, crawl inside any little scrape that you got that's going to, you know, you're going to need to get your leg amputated probably. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but it's terrible out here. It's horrible. But you should come hang out. I'll, I'll figure out a be- better pitch tomorrow. Um, speaking of um, sludge and things, we narrowly, we nearly, we just... Barely missed a day with no Aaron Rodgers drama, right? We kind of settled it yesterday, back to being like, I don't know, which is a little bit different than before when it was like, I don't know. And prior to that, it was, I'm not, I don't know. And then before that, it was, I don't know. But um, I thought we had it all settled, just like every other time I think we have it all settled, but there's new information. And again, like everything else, There's a level of how true is it, which in this case, it's, I mean, it just is what it is. There's no level of truth to it. It just, in fact, it's some of the better stuff that we, as silly as it seems, and I feel like I shouldn't even talk about it because it's so dumb of a little insight. It's actually one of the better insights we've ever had. And it makes me want to cry for for a lot of reasons. We'll get to that in a minute. And then there's a level of what does it mean, right? Is it even true? Which again, in this case, pretty straightforward. But then what does it, what does it tell us? And does it tell us anything new? So I'm very sorry to tell you this, but in one segment, in a single seg, I don't know if I've, I've very rarely dedicated a segment to even one of these people. I don't think I've ever dedicated a segment to the other person. They are combined. We're going to talk about Shailene Woodley, and I don't mean that negatively toward her. I just, you know, 
generally people don't like when I bring her up, but it's, this is what we're talking about. And, um, I don't know how to say this, uh, Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) And it's, it's a lot worse than that because essentially what we have, our best bit of information, the absolute best insight we've ever had into the mind of Aaron Rodgers comes via Shailene Woodley telling us that Stephen A. Smith hit the nail on the head, and that makes me want to cry and get sick, and I I guess other stuff that I don't really need to talk about on the podcast, but I mean, look, it's it's nothing we haven't really heard before. It's kind of a straightforward thing that we kind of knew, but again, it's just it's just the situation. It's kind of it's kind of terrible. But Shailene Woodley uh, retweeted Stephen A. Smith, basically talking about how Aaron Rodgers is really, really poorly treated. Beyond that, I believe it was Shailene Woodley's sister or something. I don't know who she is, but I just saw like screenshots of somebody named Woodley who retweeted it and commented, quote tweeted, whatever. Now I got to find it. Kudos to Jen Mack, because that's where I'm finding this. Retweeted Shailene Woodley. Oh, I should also shout out um, Ludlow. (laughs) That's so rude. Ludlow's the one that alerted me to this. Ludlow FNL on Twitter. But then Jen had that, and then below that, Lori Woodley quote tweeted it and said, spoken truth. So this is, this is far and wide. The reason that this is, is so interesting is because I'm trying to attack it from the other angle, right? I'm trying to shoot it down. I'm trying to say this is stupid and here's why. And it's, it's not easy to do. The, the best course of action that you could take is Shailene feels this way, but Rogers doesn't. No, Shailene doesn't care about football. She doesn't care at all about football. If this is just a business thing, she doesn't care. Her understanding of the situation comes from Rodgers. Her only understanding of what is going on in Green Bay comes from Aaron Rodgers. She has no idea what's going on outside of from Aaron Rodgers. So when she retweets this and says Stephen A. Smith essentially hits this on the head, and it reverberated so loudly that Lori Woodley, who, again, not sure entirely who that is, but mother, sister, whatever also felt that it hit the nail on the head. So this is reverberated. Whatever Aaron Rodgers' issues are has been laid out for Shailene. Obviously, they're getting married. They talk about these things, right? How is work, honey? You know, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm thinking about quitting. You know, it's going to, why is going to come up? You know what I mean? Hey, I'm thinking about forfeiting tens of millions of dollars. I think why is going to come up? I'm thinking we should, I should get traded. Why might come up? And then it obviously has even spread so far as to get throughout the family. So this is this is out there, and everybody seems to be on the same page. We're not getting it from Rogers, but we're getting an understanding from Shailene. So in my mind, and maybe it's a little bit unfair because we're kind of playing a game of telephone, but in my mind, Stephen A. Smith may as well be speaking as though he's Aaron Rodgers. Now again, this is um, translations. Aaron Rodgers conveyed how he feels to Shailene. Shailene feels that what Stephen A. Smith is accurate. Now, to what degree? Is it 100%, 90%, 75%? And how good is her understanding? Maybe she missed... But either way, we're nitpicking here. I think it's safe to assume every word you're about to hear out of Stephen A. Smith's mouth is what Aaron Rodgers is feeling. And I'm... I Before I play it, I just once more would like to deeply apologize for the fact that I am using Stephen A. Smith as a credible source in one of the biggest dramas in Green Bay Packers history, but it is what it is, and um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Well, Chuck, you gotta do what you gotta do. Y'all thought I was gonna stop with that stupidity, didn't you? 
<laughs> Joke's on you. I'll never stop. All right, here is Stephen A. Smith speaking for Aaron Rodgers. I have to admit, I saw this story. I saw this breaking news from the great Adam Schefter himself, and I was utterly disgusted. And it was not just at the Green Bay Packers, Molly and Max. It's at all of these NFL aficionados, people that we have working here at this network, people that we have that we see working on the NFL and beyond at other networks and what have you. All the people that have been connected with the National Football League, who's played in the National Football League, who walks around acting like they don't understand a damn thing that I'm saying. The bottom line is this. This is proof of what I've been talking about for months. It's not about football. It's not just about the money. It's not just, and it certainly isn't about football. The Green Bay Packers were 13 and 3 in back to back years under Matt LaFleur as the head coach. They went to back to back NFC championship games, which means they were a part of the Final Four for two consecutive years. What idiot out there would possibly think this is football? This is not about football. This is about the way that the Green Bay Packers have treated their star player. They have disregarded him. They have dismissed him. They have minimized him. They've disrespected him. And he said, bump y'all. Enough's enough. And to me, to watch and listen to people who are experts on the National Football League, who know football back and forth, who I'm proud to call colleagues, who know who have forgotten more football than I will ever know, but are prideful, prideful men who would speak eloquently and ad nauseum about the need, the zest, the craving for respect to act like you can't comprehend what the hell Aaron Rodgers has been saying all of these months, this entire offseason, is beyond me. He doesn't want to be a part of the Packers organization because we've seen the evidence from Mark Murphy, who tried to put a different spin on it weeks ago and tried to throw it back on Aaron Rodgers. We know that Matt LaFleur is known for passing the buck and deferring to other people in terms of accountability, which is something else that has turned Aaron Rodgers off. We know Brian Gutekinds is nothing more than an extension of Mark Murphy because he likes his job and he wants to keep it. They have dis respected this man and you're not buying him off and this latest story just proves all they're trying to do is recreate a narrative they knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't interested in the money they just did it for public consumption so the rest of us will buy that they want to keep him so they could cover themselves instead of dealing with the accountability that they have for mistreating that man period all right so Thursday Ryan is now officially back so again As crazy as this seems, and I deleted all my notes on what Stephen A. said because I thought I was done with this already. That's what you get for deleting it before you even publish the episode. But I know there were three Ds, right? Disrespected, disregarded, something, something, something. I believe truly and very, very unfortunately that this is the best and most accurate information we've received this entire time. A retweet from Shia, and I I got attacked on Twitter because, you know, you can't believe you're actually taking this seriously. We, we've not had any better information than this, unfortunately. At least with the Schefter stuff, there's a, there's a feeling of doubt, not because Schefter isn't credible, uh, debatable, but from my standpoint, it's not that he's lying. The question is, we're playing a game of telephone with a lot of people that give Schefter fake information. So the question is, where's the information coming from? How far removed is this from Aaron Rodgers? Is this bad information? Is this fake information? If it's coming from the Packers or Rodgers camp directly, it could be fake. But also we just don't know, so there's just a ton of doubt. 
there's 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 basically no separation between this information and Aaron Rodgers, even though it seems so distant. This was retweeted by Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley told us she doesn't like football. She doesn't know anything about football. She couldn't care any less about football. She even said, you know, as far as Aaron Rodgers, she doesn't see him as a football player. He's he's like a Jeopardy guy. He's this nerdy kind of fun guy to hang out. She thinks football is the stupidest thing in the world. So she's not getting her information from sitting around watching Stephen A. Smith all day. And Rodgers, she's like, what do you think, Rodgers? And he's like, oh, don't talk about it. And so she just assumes, well, I, I bet this is what's going on. No, that's not it. Now we're going to have, now we're in the, in, in the arena of not believing the conspiracy theory is more of a conspiracy theory, right? Believing that Shailene didn't get this information straight from Rogers makes less sense than she did get it from Aaron Rodgers. Now, there's still the question of how much, right? What percentage of this is true? Because if it's 100%, and remember, these takes, and I, I can't remember what I said and what I haven't said, even though I just re-listened to the whole thing and wasted a bunch of my own time. I can't remember if I said it earlier or if I said it yesterday and it got deleted. But anyways, these takes are not new. We, we've heard these a thousand times. In fact, it's to the point now, the way that I do this, the way that I come up with content for my podcast is I just have a massive list. And that list is comprised of YouTube channels and websites. And I just look for relevant information. I am to the point now where I basically don't even go to YouTube anymore because every day, every single day, you've got Stephen A., you've got Skip, you've got Shannon, you've got uh, uh, Coward. Every single day, they have a new video with their take on the Aaron Rodgers situation. And it's the same thing, right? Acho. It's just, it's them either coming at it from a different angle but it's just, and it's the same thing you've heard over and over again. And I don't want to just be like, here's Skip saying that he's gone and my reaction to it. So it got old. So I saw this clip and I just passed right by it. And and here's the thing. Even if I had listened to it, I would have passed over it because we've heard this a thousand times. The reason I'm bringing this up is because it's not new yet. This is the one that everybody attached to retweeted it and said, yes, this is a hundred percent correct. It makes me nervous because this is one of the more aggressive anti-Packers ones that I've heard, and it even included Matt LaFleur. He said, not just that Matt LaFleur likes to pass the buck, likes to blame other people, likes to throw other people under the bus, but he said, we know Aaron Rodgers doesn't like that about him. So again, I, maybe, maybe it's not the whole thing that Rodgers agrees with. Maybe it's just like in principle. But still, if, if I was friends with Rodgers, and I knew that he had a good relationship with Matt LaFleur, and he really liked Matt LaFleur, and this guy just started trashing Matt LaFleur, I'm probably not going to retweet him and be like, yeah, dude, exactly. And so it's, again, it's not that it's new information, it's that it's the strongest confirmation. Because there's always been outs. There's always been, well, maybe it is just about money, and um, this whole thing is a ploy. Or for some people, maybe there isn't a problem at all, which again, this is an absolute dagger into your heart. The idea that this is a media concoction and it's all fake nonsense. Shailene just retweeted Stephen A. Smith saying that the Green Bay Packers are a terrible organization and that Murphy is basically a monster. He's a terrorist. And Gutekunst is a cold-hearted, you know, basically go-along zombie that doesn't care about the players. He just cares about keeping his job and, and keeping Mark Murphy, who is a psychopath, happy. And Matt LaFleur is happy to just throw all his players under the bus. That was the picture that Stephen A. painted. And Shailene, who again, her only connection to football because she does not like the sport is Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers has told her about the organization. Now, does that bring us any clarity? Well, kind of, but not really. It brings me a little bit more clarity in terms of 
being sure that I know what the issue is. So there really doesn't have to be any more speculation on my part about, well, maybe it's not, maybe the, 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 the. No, I, we pretty much got it nailed down now. No more there's no problems. No more maybe he just wants more, more money. Maybe that, that, no. The only question, and this is the thing I don't have any more clarity on, is what's he going to do? A lot of people listen to that and they're like, you know, I just don't see him coming back. He's, he hates the organization so much, and I get that. But I also don't understand him just saying, forget the money. I don't, I just, that doesn't seem plausible to me. But at the same time, when you have the other people saying, well, come on, he's not going to cough up that much money. That's ridiculous. Of course, he's going to come back. I don't know, dude. He hasn't said much, and I'm sure it's for a reason. Maybe he's trying to keep that door open, which is just Shailene did not do him any favors here. But what he has said, and what, what basically is obvious to all of us now, he despises at the very least, Mark Murphy, very likely Brian Gutekunst, and it's starting to seem as though he's really not a fan of Matt LaFleur. Now, again, or maybe not again, I don't know if I said this or not, I'm not really going to give my opinion, you know how I feel. And to be honest, I'm completely shocked at uh, how popular the opinion is. It was, uh, well, it would have been Thursday, so it was after I recorded this, but prior to recording this one you're listening to now, I went on Twitter and I saw Aaron Nagler go on an absolute tirade against Aaron Rodgers for being a crybaby. And I, I I had to keep looking at it because I'm like, is he being sarcastic? What is this? It just seemed kind of shocking that he was so, like, just, he was, he was mean about it, you know, which he's good at. And then I find a little uh, snippet from uh, Peter Bukowski at uh, Locked On Packers, and he did the exact same thing. I swear, and I retweeted it on uh, Twitter, that sounded like one of my rants. I don't know if I've ever heard Peter go off like that. I haven't listened to him in a long time, but I mean, it was like the microphone was cracking. He was mad and he said the same thing. You're being a baby. You're being a diva. It's embarrassing. So, you know, obviously the fan base is kind of split on it, but again, it it doesn't matter. That's not really the point of what I wanted to talk about. Although, you know, he is kind of being a baby. The only question now is, what the heck is he going to do? And I, I keep getting people on Twitter saying, like, why do you, you know, like, why don't we just wait and find out? Like, dude, I have a podcast. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody else, which, by the way, I don't I don't see what the big deal is in people engaging in football. You know, it, it's, it's sort of like I've said before with, with mock drafts. Like, why do you have to do a mock draft? Like, it's never going to be the way the, so what, it's fun. That's why. Same reason people talk about football games before the football game. All these let's wait and see people, I guarantee you, they're talking about the game prior to the game. I think we got this, dude. You know, so-and-so is a good player. You know, Pat Mahomes is good, but I think we could do it, man. I think we could shred. Whoa, 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 whoa. Could you, could you imagine being that guy? You got a buddy who's a real big Packer fan, wants to talk the game with you. Dude, man, what do you think about this week? Um, Excuse me? Can we just wait? My goodness. you. Ugh, I'm so tired of everybody talking about it all the time. Can we just wait and see what happens? Okay. <laughs> party animal over here. So what do you want to talk about? Walls? They don't really change over time. Nothing about the future. That People get real mad if you talk about the future. Talk about the stock market. How? Let's just wait and see. Come on. <laughs> that recall election out in California is pretty crazy, huh? Ugh. Can you stop? Can we just wait and see what happens? Don't talk to me until it's over. Ever. Don't ever talk to me. Why do you talk to me? <laughs> I just... I don't, and I, I, listen, again, I think, this is the other thing about Twitter that's, that's absolutely obnoxious. People like to throw things out, 
just to try to sort of win arguments. Win arguments or throw up blockades or whatever it is. You're not allowed to talk about it for this or that reason, but they don't ever hold themselves to that standard ever. A great example is today the NFL, and I don't really want to delve too much into it, but they, they released a memo saying all kinds of rules. I don't even know exactly how it all works. But essentially, if any team has an outbreak of COVID and some people on the team are unvaccinated, then you and your opponents get punished and nobody gets paid, right? It's basically, you don't have to get uh, vaccinated if you don't want to, but I am going to smack you in the face with this giant two by four with a nail in the end of it. And so you read the comments and suddenly, and I'm not saying everybody switched. I'm guessing there's, there's a handful of people who stayed um, in their respective lane. But there is a, a debate, I guess you would say, although it's not a debate. These are just tools that people use to win arguments. shouldn't be this way. If you actually had true principles, this is not how it would work. But nobody on Twitter seems to have principles. We just have weapons in our arsenal to use as, as in, you know, when, it's, when we have it, we use it as a weapon. When we're on the other side, they have it, they use it against us as a weapon. But there is a, a sort of a conflict between individual freedom and corporate rights, Right. Do I have the right to refuse something of you or tell you you can or can't do something or you have to do something as your employer? And the vast majority of people are saying yes right now. The vast majority of Twitter is saying yes, absolutely. Um, this is the employer. They have every right to say you have to be vaccinated. I would love to know their opinion on Colin Kaepernick being told he's not allowed to kneel. How would they feel if that, that rule came down, you're not allowed to kneel? They would be on the opposite side of it. So again, nobody has any principles. Nobody actually cares about these things. And so again, when, when people throw things at you, you spend all this time trying to break down their argument and they don't even care about the thing that they just threw up at you. It's just something to throw in your face. They're mad that you made fun of Aaron Rodgers and so they're trying to just throw things at you and they're trying to see what sticks. They don't actually care about the thing they're picking up. That's not a true principle. They're stealing somebody else's principles and throwing it at you and seeing if it'll knock you down. They're hoping it's one of your principles. They're trying to beat you with your principles. They don't have any principles. And so bottom line is arguing with people is, is somewhat of a waste of time. People don't put a lot of thought into things, and they just say things, and they parrot slogans that they don't even believe in because they just want to win arguments. They're mad at you for saying words they don't like, and they want to shut you down and embarrass you because you hurt their feelings. And Twitter over the last week or so has become unbelievably hostile. I, don't, I think it's just this time of the year because I remember last year, too, it was getting crazy. Right before the start of the season, real ramped up, real angry, real hostile. So I, I don't know. I've been getting caught up in a few of them these past few days, and it's just its just stupid. You can't just make flippant comments, man. You can't go on Twitter and just be like, hey, this is funny, right? Unless you're willing to fight to the death, because you have just offended somebody out there somewhere, and they're going to find you, and they're going to make your life miserable. Anyway, speaking of that new, uh, the new vaccine thing, and I, again, I don't really care what your opinion or my opinion or any of that stuff is. It's not, who cares? The point is, I'm curious to see how this plays out. My hunch, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, again, the, there was the memo that went out saying, you know, you, you better get vaccinated. A lot, and I mean a lot of football players, including some very high-profile football players have come out, and they are very, very, very angry. And again, I know, I know. I don't care. Screw them. They're insensitive. I get it. I, again, not what we're talking about. The question is, how does this all play out? Now, as uh, what's his name over at Over the Cap? put out on Twitter. This is largely the NFL just puffing out its chest. It's very unlikely that any games end up getting shut down. The likelihood of an outbreak is quite low. We didn't really even have it last year, and we didn't have a vaccine. Now we have the majority of the NFL football players vaccinated. 
they're not getting, as far as I know, maybe they are, but as far as I know, they're not getting COVID tested every five seconds. So unless somebody has symptoms and is very, very sick, which again is unlikely when you have, again, the majority of the team vaccinated and they're also extremely healthy people, so the likelihood of them being affected very negatively is lower. It's not a very likely scenario, but I think it's just the threat that has upset a lot of people. And, and so essentially what it's done is it's set up a bunch of Aaron Rodgers situations all over the league. You have DeAndre Hopkins, who is one of the league's biggest stars, one of the biggest wide receivers in football, um, saying he's contemplating retirement. Again, I don't think it's going to come to that. I don't think we're going to have a mass exodus of players saying, fine, forget you, I'm leaving. And for me, anyways, this is still just day one of this new thing. So I think there's an initial flare-up of people being angry, and I think it'll eventually calm down. But it's absolutely something that we need to keep an eye on, especially considering we don't know which Green Bay Packers this applies to. It's possible they're at 100%, but I don't think so. I don't think any team is at 100%. And just given the statistics, it's it's almost a certainty that there's going to be a handful of players on this team that will not take it. I mean, that's just a reality. There are people who just re- will refuse to take it no matter what. And I know as a society, we want to push everybody to force everybody to do it. It's never going to work. You will not get to 100% ever. That's why I don't understand so much anger and vitriol. It's like people who get mad about the Packers not winning the Super Bowl every year. Like, But they're never going to, so I don't, I don't understand. That's an unreasonable standard. Most of the people will get it, lots of people will refuse, and that's just the situation. Encourage as many people as possible to get it, give as much information. By the way, the anger is probably the biggest deterrent to a lot of people. There are a huge number of people who are saying, you know why I'm not getting it? Because F you, that's why. Because you're telling me I have to. But, you know, you do what you want. Like the old saying goes, you catch more bees with honey. But, you know, just keep screaming and swearing at people and see where that gets you. I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins was convinced by the thousands of people telling him that he's horrible and evil and is killing people. I'm sure that convinced him to go out and get the vaccine. That was brilliant. Way to to go. Well done, everybody. But anyways, basically the entire NFL is turned into just drama central. And it's funny because I've been saying this for a while. And I know COVID is, is a completely different thing as far as like, it's not like the NFL created this. This is a worldwide pandemic happening. But I, I said years ago that the NFL is just turning into one big massive drama. And man, I, if it isn't just getting crazier every year, I, t- t- I tell you what, the drama, the drama. Remember when uh, Antonio Brown saying he's not going to play was like a big deal? That's becoming so common now. It's like not it's <laughs> We've got, what, 20% of the league now on Twitter? saying they hate the NFL and they're contemplating leaving because of the COVID thing now, on top of Aaron Rodgers saying he's not going to play here, and whoever else, I don't even know who else is out there doing it right now. By the way, something to consider, and I I know this has been brought up in the past, but not in a long time and and possibly not by me. One of the possible situations, and maybe it it could lead me to understand why Rodgers would want to sit out, because it's, again, inconceivable to think that he would want to sit out the entire year because he's going to lose a lot of money. But there are sort of ebbs and flows in the trading season. And there's kind of a a higher spike right after the season takes off after injuries start kicking in. So let's just pretend the season is moving along. And it doesn't have to be injuries, but that's just one of the things. As Basically, as the season goes along, certain teams realize, hey, we really need this, whether it be injury or just, hey, this guy sucks, or hey, we're better than we thought. Uh, Maybe we should take this more seriously, whatever. But First of all, if, if Rodgers did sit out, it would definitely signal to the Packers it's more serious than maybe that they're anticipating. Because even they have to understand that there's 
some likelihood that he's going to come back, right? They're playing hardball. Rodgers is playing hardball. And they're hoping that if they continue to put the screws to him financially or whatever, he's going to eventually come back. But if he holds strong, the Packers start getting more and more desperate. Now, there's different scenarios that can take, you know, take into effect here. The biggest one, obviously, is if Jordan Love really looks good. Another one is if teams really start getting desperate. If we look, for example, at the Denver Broncos, let's say their season kicks off against the Giants and they end up pulling off that win. They play the Jaguars, they play the Jets. Those are three easy teams. Let's say they're two and two and one at the end of that. However, the weakest link on that team clearly is the quarterback. So after three weeks, the Broncos are two and one. They've got a great defense, great offensive line, dominant running backs. The wide receivers are just out of this world. They have taken a massive step. Jerry Judy looks like he's one of the better wide receivers in football. He's looking like Justin Jefferson last year. And they know that if they had a guy like Aaron Rodgers, they could maybe get there. And they also know that if they don't have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, they can't because they got the Ravens, they got the Steelers, they got the Browns, they got Dallas, they got a lot of teams coming up, the Chiefs, that um, are not going to be easy to play. They got the Chiefs twice, obviously, same division. And so they very likely won't even make the playoffs without a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So let's say hypothetically there was an offer on the table previously and the Broncos are like, no, that's too crazy. We're not doing it. It's possible they get on the phone and say, look, let's just do it. Because they're looking at a team that is stacked. They're looking at a team that is super talented. And if they had Aaron Rodgers, they could just go to the moon. And nobody, I don't care what the compensation is, even the Bears still get credit for the trade for Khalil Mack. It doesn't matter if it's three firsts and two seconds and a player. There, nobody is going to look at them and say that was a terrible trade. Everybody's going to be on board. And then let's say from the Packers standpoint, Jordan Love pulls it off against the Saints and Taysom Hill or whoever they got over there beats the Lions and, and beats the 49ers, right? Tough, tough gauntlet there. And, and I'm not saying he looks as good as Aaron Rodgers did, but he did enough. He did enough to get over the hump. He still got a lot of learning to do, but thanks to the defense really taking a step, the running backs really stepping in line, the offensive line just looking dominant. The wide receivers looking good. Amari Rodgers and Jordan Love really got a good connection. Devontae's looking solid. If that's the scenario, the Broncos are in a good spot if they just had a quarterback. The Packers seem to be good enough. Rodgers has held out for three weeks now and has has had no signs of budging. And the Broncos pick up the phone and say, that really ridiculous offer that you made us, we're now ready to sign it. Maybe. And it doesn't have to be week three. I'm I'm just saying. Maybe the Patriots swing for the fences, you know? We want to win, and uh, we're going to have him for a couple years, and he's going to teach Mac, and we'll see what he can do. You know, Mac can learn from behind, whatever. Eagles, I mean, they're an NFC team, but not a very common opponent. They got some players that we could trade for. They got that defensive line. They got they got a couple pieces. Raiders, obviously. Similar situation with the Raiders, too, where, you know, they keep saying, you know, we're committed to Carr, he's our guy, but if Carr's just floundering and everything else around that team seems pretty decent, but Carr is just so mediocre... Maybe they do just say, you know what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Do we want to be a 9-10 win team every year, or do we want to like legitimately go after this thing? So the point is, and I've said this several times now, unfortunately, it's possible. If he doesn't just come strolling back, which is still a possibility, strolling back for training camp, um, this could get dragged out for a while. It, it, there doesn't have to be a quick resolution. And unfortunately, it's going to be every week, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? The press conference... Be right before they even talk about that great win by Jordan Love, the first question is going to be, was well, Rodgers coming back? Which is going to make everybody mad. And it's just, it's so stupid. You know what I mean? It's This whole thing is, it's annoying. But it's our reality right now. Anyways, we got to take a break and 
talk about some more stuff. If you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Still got the Palmer home. If you would like to donate money to the children, you can find the link on my Twitter pinned to the top or the Packernet Podcast Facebook page pinned to the top. We did crack a thousand, so I can't really ask too much more of you. If you want to give, I would encourage you to do so. It's still going to a great cause. I hope that I have not misrepresented that in some way where it's... Because <laughs> I keep throwing in, I'm going to take my family on a vacation. I hope you don't think, like, I'm going to take that thousand, give them 20, and then we're going on a vacation. No, they get all of it. I can't touch it. It goes... I, I have no access to it. It's just that Malcolm, who set this whole thing up, said the top five donors get to come hang out at his house for the day party it up, cook some barbecue, and, you know, because that would be like a dream come true for me, I thought maybe you guys could give a couple extra dollars and I could be in the top five and, you know, go hang out with a hero of mine, but it's it's not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. You just do whatever you want to do. Not worried about it. We did a great job. A thousand bucks. It's awesome. Anyways, let's take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So I want to continue on with that theory with the Denver Broncos. And the reason I was being so specific is um this is and again this is not a new report it's an old report but it's one of those things where i see it and i'm like oh i remember that that was an old report and we dismissed it and i'm reading it and i'm like why did we dismiss it though and i remember why it was because Schefter and rapaport and that other guy out in denver told us to dismiss it but i just i want to remind you of it and you can draw your own conclusions especially since the whole this is fake thing um turns out that keeps being wrong so i want to at least bring this back to your attention so I'm just going to read this to you, um, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. On day one of the 2021 NFL Draft, Schlereth reported on his radio show that the Broncos, Packers, and Rodgers were in discussions about a potential trade. On their show, Schlereth discussed how that report came about. Quote, 
When the draft was rolling around, I got some news that Rodgers and the Broncos were hammering out a deal. This was close. You might remember that. I'm, I'm interjecting now. You might remember that, right? Somebody had tweeted out, it was close, and then a lot of the other guys came out and said, look, there's some stuff going on. That was never, like, there was never a deal on the table. Maybe. Anyways, getting back to this. So I go on my radio station. I'm just excited. I'm not Adam Schefter. I'm not verifying the story. I just think this is great. I want Aaron Rodgers here. So I say, this thing is close. They're working on a deal, and then it falls apart. They backed out, talking about the Broncos, presumably. Goes on to say, here's the interesting point. That night, I'm on the radio. Aaron Rodgers hitting me up on direct message on Twitter. He's asking me, how did you hear this? What's going on? What are you hearing? And so on. So we go back and forth, and I go to break, and my phone rings. Do you know who it is? It's the Broncos. So I answer, and not one time did they say, quote, this is false, this is not happening, we haven't talked to Rodgers or anything. They say, and I quote, where did you get this information from? How do you know this? Are you talking to Aaron Rodgers? I know you are friends with Rodgers. Did he call you? But they never denied it. They never one time denied that they were talking and negotiating with Rodgers. So again, we heard reports from at least two people. I think it was Schefter and or Ian Rappaport. And then there's that prominent guy out in Denver, and I cannot remember his name, but he's a big Denver guy, kind of a breaking, kind of like an Ian, but lesser so, and Denver guy. Anyways, they all came out and said, this is nonsense. I've talked to, you know, I have very good sources. They say this is not true. Here's the thing. Apparently, first of all, this guy's friends with Rodgers. I don't think Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter are friends with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think this other Denver guy is friends with Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously, Rodgers didn't reach out and tell him this, but if he's friends with Rodgers, he may be friends with some other people in that circle, right? So if you are a Denver guy, let's say, and you have contacts in the Denver Broncos organization, and you hear on this radio station that they're close to a deal, but the Broncos backed out, and you get on the phone and you contact the Denver Broncos, who have reached out to this guy very angry that this got leaked out, and they want to know who told you this because they want to know how it got out. So Denver guy contacts his contacts in the Denver Broncos. Let's just say it's the GM, and he's like, look, uh, there's a report that you guys are trying to sign Aaron Rodgers. Is that true? And they say no. And he goes on his Twitter, and he's like, "That's never. that was stupid. That was never true. I talked to the guys. They said it's not true. Well, duh. <laughs> Of course they said it's not true. This whole thing was supposed to be under wraps. Nobody was supposed to know about it. This is, and this is high pro, you know, because when stuff gets leaked, it's meant to get leaked. That's just the reality, right? When teams want to keep things under wraps, they do a really good job. You know, we don't know which, which players that GMs really, really like. And a lot of times when we hear things, it's because they want it to get leaked out. So this was clearly one of those very, 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 like, you don't tell anybody. This is, you know, Matt LaFleur probably didn't know this was going on. This is like Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, and the top brass in Denver working with Aaron Rodgers and his agent. And that's it, right? It's a six-way circle. Two guys in Denver, two guys in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers and his his agent. And you got some guy on the radio going, hey, they're working on a deal and it's really close. And they're mad. Rodgers is mad. The Broncos are mad. I want to know right now who told you this. Now, maybe he's just flat out lying, but apparently the Broncos reached out and said, you're friends with Rod." So, I mean, it would be very weird if he was friends with Rodgers and he's out there being like, yeah, Rodgers called me. He's like, how do you know this? Can you imagine that? Like, a, It's like being in a room with your best friend and you're telling a story about your best friend that's just completely fake. Like, so this one time I was with John, right? John was so crazy in fourth grade. This one time he stood up on his desk and he took his shirt off 
and he painted his whole body pink. And he started screaming, I'm a pink dolphin, I'm a pink dolphin. It was so crazy. And he's sitting right next to you, and he's like, dude, that that never happened. Like, that's not even, that's, that's not close to it. Nobody did that. No, not one person. You're not even mistaking me for somebody. You're just making that up right now. And that's the thing with a lot of these reports is it would be so easy for Rogers to be like, that's not true. That never happened. The problem is if it did happen, because you could say, well, he could still say it didn't happen. Okay. But here's the thing. If it did happen and I, if I, let's just say it was me, literally me, Ryan, the pack daddy schlip. And me and Rogers are buddies. And this whole thing goes down and I come on the podcast. I'm like, dude, I just got word that uh, it's going down. Like this is happening and they're real close. And Rogers hits me up in my DMs and he's like, dude, how do you know that? You're not supposed to know that. Like, can you not talk about that, please? And I'm like, oh, my bad. And then Rogers goes out there and he's like, he's a liar. He's, he's full of it and all this stuff. It's like, dude, I love you, but this is my living. And I'm not about to lose my credibility because you're lying I'm going to, you're either going to turn that around or I'm just going to show the conversation we had because I can show the actual text conversation we had, right? I can omit certain things, but I can at least show your text message saying, how do you know this? So why wouldn't Rogers refute it? Why wouldn't the Broncos come out and refute it? Because he can easily confirm it. According to this guy, he's got a conversation with Aaron Rodgers in his Twitter DMs. Pretty easy to confirm that. So again, it, it, it's, it's almost to the point where who do you believe more I think it makes more sense that this guy's telling the truth. Um, Unless he's just a complete whack job loony bin, you know, because, I mean, any old guy can just have a show and be like, yeah, so uh, I'm best friends with Aaron Rodgers, and he told me that he's going to go to the Bears. And maybe you're just going to risk that, hey, or or roll the dice that Rodgers doesn't care enough to call you out. But if he does, you're done. So I don't know. I mean, it... We're in a weird world now where I don't know what to believe anymore, but just as I'm looking at it, I don't know the guy. Maybe he's got a terrible reputation of just being a horrible liar, but I mean, this was just brought up again by uh, Pro Football Network, so, you know, this is the network that has, uh, uh, what's his name? It's, it's somewhat respectable, let's just say that. So as I'm looking at this, I see that there's a link to an interview um, with this guy who if you want to know how crackpot he is, apparently he's a former NFL football player, so not very, right? So these are the kinds of guys who do have some, maybe not great, but they all do have some level of connections. Mark Schlereth uh, played for the Washington Redskins from 89 to 94, the Denver Broncos 95 to 2000. Two-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion. So some of you probably didn't need me to explain that to you because you know who Mark Schlereth is. I did not. But he was actually a guard uh, for the Denver Broncos in that whole era with uh, Shanahan, interestingly enough. Anyways, there was this uh, interview, but I listened to some of it. It doesn't seem all that interesting. I thought it was going to be about what we were reading about, but it's just, it's on Wingo and Stink interviewing Mr. Mark Schlereth. I thought he would talk about it. Maybe he does later, but I I mean, I was like five minutes into it and they were just barely talking about the contract and stuff. I guess I'll leave it there. I, I talked about less this time than I did last time. I got into a ton of stuff last time, but uh, a little extra ranty today, I guess. I don't know. I can't believe we're 41 minutes into this. But I got to get going. I got stuff to do. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. By the way, we're going to have Coach Hahn coming on with me, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an interview with him. I'm going to save it like I did last time until Monday. But what I need from you are questions. So I'm going to go up in the Facebook group. I'm going to solicit questions for Coach Hahn. I'll do it on Twitter. 
and I'll see if I can get Jacob to help me out on Instagram, getting those questions out so we can get as many as possible for Coach Hahn. Um, for those that don't know, he was just at a, first of all, he's a high school coach. He's done a lot of great videos and work for us um, as far as helping us to break down the X's and O's. He's very, very intelligent with that kind of stuff. Um, he's done, I mean, we've even done live games where he's breaking things down live, which is pretty fantastic, but very knowledgeable about this stuff. So you ha- if you have more questions about X's and O's and scheme and all that kind of stuff, that's kind of what, what we're looking for here personnel, whatever, you know, anything you'd want to ask a coach. Pretend Mike, Matt LaFleur was here. By the way, he did spend um, this past weekend or so up at a camp in Green Bay. It was Aaron Jones, I think, was hosting it, but um, Aaron Jones was putting it on. He got to hang out there and be a, a coach for the kids and all that, and then afterwards, he got a little behind the scenes, and he did, I believe, his second um, coaching session with some of the Packers coaches, so he's got a lot of insight, not just as a coach, um, as a guy that has lived and breathed football, and by the way, I still haven't returned his book to him. I, I have to find it. It's packed in a. I'm just going to end up buying him a new book. I think that's going to be the best, the best thing for me to do. Hopefully, he didn't scribble some notes in there that he needs. But anyways, um, not only about the personnel and the X's and O's and all that stuff, but uh, specifically about the Green Bay Packers. He's got a lot of great insights um, as far as what they look for and what they will like to do with their personnel. So, need lots and lots of questions for Mr. Coach Hahn. I'm hoping to make that a very uh, in-depth and insightful and squeeze as much information as we can out of them. That would be fantastic. But you folks have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.